The Yearbook Internet Sportscast. I don't know what to say. No fake Jimmy Dean sponsorship, which we no longer mention. You've left a gaping hole at the beginning of this podcast. An entire podcast, which is a gaping hole. I'm your host, Doug. The main theme from that 1990s movie, Mr. Baseball, it's not half bad. No, the Memphis Grizzlies could not pull the old March Madness, in case you missed it. The Grizzlies in the NBA playoffs, they were quickly eliminated in the first round by the Utah Jazz, which is why we're still seeing the Jazz right now. Please see earlier podcasts for explanation. Baseball last year was a really strange year in MLB, but some teams will still take last year two of the exciting future of baseball teams, and we're not making fun of them. That's just what they – but we have a lot of respect for both teams, honestly. We're not just being cynical about both teams. It's just that's what they've been labeled. So two of the exciting future of baseball teams – would really like to go back in time. The Padres are easily over 500, but they're in third place in their own division. The Braves are not over 500. Both teams made the playoffs in the middle of a pandemic last year, but under normal circumstances, things aren't as good. The Twins are in the last place, the bottom of an elevator shaft in their elevator shaft of a division. That means they are not likely to win a playoff game this year either. The Twins have been to the playoffs six times since 2005, and they haven't won a single playoff game. Not playoff series, playoff game. They've been swept six straight times over two decades, and it could be 2022 before they even get another chance. The Red Sox, they don't want to go back. They're way over 500, meaning new old manager Alex Cora, who we really, really, really respect a lot. If he did cheat before, this time he's presumably not cheating, and he's still winning. We didn't forget. Hey, didn't you guys used to be all over Boston College women's lacrosse? Yes, and the Eagles just won their first ever women's lacrosse national championship. If by just won, I mean like three weeks ago. BC kept improbably making the national championship game. And this year, they even more improbably made the national championship game. The consensus was there were two teams that were better, and they won. More on why we were all over this at some point later. But first, last offseason, Boston College signed an equipment deal with Gate Lacrosse. So Gate Lacrosse would be providing the Eagles and a bunch of other schools with sticks. Gate Lacrosse is partly run by Gary Gate, arguably the greatest college lacrosse player who ever lived. Gary Gate's full-time job is Syracuse women's lacrosse head coach, meaning his company would be providing opponents with the gear to beat Syracuse. This is not a new or even a controversial thing. Uh, Just for example, Under Armour was founded by a Maryland grad, and Under Armour provides gear to lots of teams that want to beat Maryland. And Nike has been outfitting opposing teams both sides for decades. Even so, presumably a lot of Syracuse players signed up to benefit from the coaching of Gary Gate. Now their opponent's sticks are all emblazoned with their coach's name. Syracuse losing to teams supported by Gate Lacrosse, that's got to hurt on some level. Or maybe not. I mean, the, the players aren't dumb. 
They know that if you're running a business, you can't succeed just by outfitting Syracuse. You got to go national. And in a blessing of the schedule, Boston College and Syracuse, rivals competing for the same women's lacrosse championship, both geared up by the same coach, were going to meet on the field twice to end the regular season. Well, forget about that. Syracuse, even more improbably than BC, went all the way to the national championship game, but they lost 16-10 to Boston College and BC's lacrosse sticks that had Syracuse's coach's name written on them in big white lettering. P.S. Gary Gate was just hired as the Syracuse men's coach. Uh, Hopefully the Syracuse women's players who signed up to benefit from the coaching of Gary Gate will still be able to benefit from having him there, but this will close the book on the women's lacrosse coach who won no matter who won, kind of. Uh, It says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com if you want to contact us. Thank you for listening. In the Southeastern Conference, both the Georgia football program and the Florida football program are wealthy enough to win a championship every year. Both are signing up dozens of big-time recruits. Both have among the best coaches in the sport who are both only in their 40s and both are in the same division, meaning only one can actually survive every year to compete for a championship. Expanding the college football playoffs could change that but right now the sec is cutthroat at the top of its eastern division now despite a lot of big hires around the country that kind of sincerely fascinating logjam has not materialized in the rest of college football but indycar of all places might have developed that kind of logjam it's the old bait and switch that big football intro It was all for IndyCar. The series has, in the top 10 in the point standings, which is good, four new guys. 22-year-old Pato Award, 24-year-old Alex Pillow, 20-year-old Renus VK, and 21-year-old Colton Herta. And don't say, well, their ages are a little misleading. All the young guys, except for VK, have already had birthdays this season, so those are their actual ages. Ha! All four have won at least one race this season, and they've all thoroughly complicated what looked like a two-person championship race between Scott Dixon and Joseph Newgarden. Award and Pillow are both in front of Dixon in points, and Award took a critical victory away from Newgarden at the end of Sunday's Detroit race. What all four do this season is important, obviously, but it's also important that they keep doing this for most of their careers. If all four can keep going, then IndyCar has the cutthroat competition, those four guys plus Newgarden, that would make for fascinating head-to-head competition for years. And we did not forget Dixon, who, speaking of birthdays, will be like 41 in like a month and could be the greatest IndyCar driver who ever lived. There's a lot of that whoever lived thing in this podcast. That was unintentional. But at some point in the next few years, Dixon who again will be 41 shortly, will be retiring. Finding another Dixon might not happen for a while, but finding the next big stars could happen, but has not been happening. That's why a group of not just professional drivers, but championship caliber drivers would be huge for the series. Although even if that does happen, IndyCar still might not go viral.